Hi, and welcome to Chatty AF, the anime feminist podcast. Uh, this week, we are watching the uh, episodes 8 to 13 of His and Her Circumstances, also known as Kare Kano, also known as Kureshi Tokano no Jijo. Is there a tone there? Nobody knows it by that name, Caitlin. Come on. Eh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm Caitlin. I am one of the uh, editors for AniFem, as well as a reviewer for Anime News Network. You can find me on Twitter at altsunodere. And today I am joined by the lovely D and Mercedes. Hi, uh, I'm Dee. I'm also one of the managing editors here at Anifem. Uh, you can find most of my writings on my blog, The Josie Next Door. I swear one of these days I will update the damn thing to feature all the stuff I've done on Anime Feminist <laughs> since the last time I updated it. But uh, until then, you can also follow me on Twitter at Josie Next Door, where I generally do retweet the stuff I write on Anifem. So, hooray! <laughs> Um, my name is Mercedes, and I am a Japanese to English translation editor, as well as an editor here at Anime Feminist. And you can find me on Twitter at Pixelated Lenses, where I am always trying to share some optimism, retweeting some articles, and I will not stop talking about how gay the Aquatope on White Sand is. You can't stop me, Internet. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> so... Karakano episodes 8 to 13. What'd you guys think? I like them, actually. This is where, like, I was like, okay, I'm fully on board now. Mm-hmm. I liked them. I liked them. Yeah, I'm, uh, I have, I have some future worries, but, um, I enjoyed this stretch a lot, and, um, I was, because the last stretch was good, but I think we talked a little bit about how, really, there was just two characters, and there was kind of that yeah. sense of, like, how are we going to sustain this for a full core? Because usually um, these kind of, like, school rom-coms, you start to introduce some additional characters. And we got awesome about the tail end of last week, but we didn't really see that much of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and this week brought in my favorite part of the shoujo high school rom-com, the girlfriends. So yeah. I, uh, yes. I am, uh, I, yeah, I had, a, I had a really good time with this stretch. Um, they zipped right by, and it's nice that we're getting a lot of different kind of subplots and different characters who can bounce off each other. And it just, it just gives them more options for how to move the story forward. And I appreciate that in a rom-com, sitcom-style setting. Yeah, absolutely. This is probably the best stretch of episodes. Oh, no. Not meaning, <laughs> Wait, not, no. Meaning to, not meaning to scare you for the future. No. All They're downhill from here, kids. <laughs> Well, but no. I mean, they're my favorite stretch of episodes. Um, it's where the production hits its stride. It is, but also before they start hitting the really serious production issues, there's some really iconic moments in it. We meet some really awesome characters and have a lot of fun with them. Uh, it is my favorite stretch of episodes. Um, on the production side, there's not really a whole lot to note. Um, not a lot of big ups and downs. We talked about most of the interesting lead up stuff last episode. Uh, I did feel like the animation in general looked a lot better than Mm -hmm. some of the episodes Mm -hmm. last time, Mm -hmm. or at least it was more consistent. There weren't any like slideshow episodes. No, there wasn't like it wasn't like they had an entire episode that was basically just manga panels with text on with, that moved on screen. Yeah. Although they definitely there were definitely a few points in the last couple episodes where they were doing some weird stuff with like I'm not sure what the visual effect is, but it's where they do like live action cityscapes but in sort of a yeah. two-toned colors. Yeah. There was a lot of that that went on just a little too long and I was like, mm, "You guys had to fill some space, didn't you?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. So it's, it's Gainax. Their budget issues were legendary. Mm-hmm. And now they aren't anymore because Gainax, as we knew it, no longer exists. Right. Yep. R.I.P. This stretch of episodes also had one of the most iconic sequences in the whole series, which was Yukino chasing Tsubasa in Rage. I loved that sequence i thought that looked kind of familiar but i couldn't i was like i feel like par- at least parts of this have been memed like i have to have seen some of this somewhere uh no it is exquisite um it it in some ways like i mean 
it reminds me of some of the nonsense that they did with like that Kiwani did with some of their comedy stuff like Nichijo. Like it gave me mm-hmm. and obviously this came first, but it I, I think Karakana was like maybe a lot more um I knew it was influential. I think it was even more influential than I realized um, now that we're watching it. But yeah, just like that high octane madcap comedy. It was very mm-hmm. well done. It was giving me like Azumanga Dio vibes, which mm-hmm. once again, like I know that came after this, but I like to think that like Kari Kano absolutely walks so like all these other series could fly because it was a <laughs> funny scene. I was on the floor. There are some there are like, some really wow. really funny moments in this stretch. Like I feel like the comedy hits its stride very well. Um the when we first meet Subasa and she's like trolling Yukino, like the scene where she hits her with the volleyball cart, I just cackled. <laughs> Cuz I was like what is she going to do? What is she going to do? And then it's a whole ass cart of volleyballs. I'm like what? <laughs> um I thought that was exquisite. Uh I thought Asaba going off about uh how how Yukino was going to lose her mind when she saw his naked chest (laughs) and the the, like rose petals and the voice actor was really getting into that scene. That was, Uh, yeah, no, that's one of my, I switched over to the dub for that because I decided I was going to be good. I was going to watch the subtitle version. So we get both perspectives this time around. Appreciate that. That that line, that line delivery, I switched over to the dub because that was was one of my favorite line deliveries in like, (laughs) any dub ever he's having such a good time and bless him for it yeah. you know and like i did not think i would like Asuba as much as i do but like this poor this poor child when he realized when they realized like he needed to go in for the makeup test because he's like oh it's all right i didn't pass any of them they're like wait wait what? you need to go into school you need to go he's just it's just great we all knew this kid we all knew this guy in high school. <laughs> I also think it's very sweet that like he and Arima call each other by their first names or by their given names. Um, they call each other Soichiro and Hideaki. Yeah, I like that. Like because most of the show is from we do get and we get some scenes from Arima's perspective, but it's mostly from Yukino's perspective. So we don't we didn't really see their friendship build. But every mm-hmm. time we cut back to them, like they are closer and sillier with each other than they were the last time. And so you do get that <laughs> sense of them like hanging out off screen frequently. Um, and, and doing just... that thing high schoolers do where they they kind of flirt with each other, but like not seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He gave him a he gave him a baby photo of him. I'm like, Asuma, <laughs> do you have a crush? Do you have a little crush, maybe? It it is it's great like it's great and I will say I'm kind of proud that like there's not a lot of jokes about that like they're just like two guys who are very close mm-hmm. they've got a great friendship and it's lovely mm-hmm. yes it's cute yeah Asuba just sort of shows up at Arima's house I'm guessing and like Arima's parents are like I don't know what's going on but you know they're Arima probably, has a friend so I, yeah I was gonna say <laughs> they're probably cool. just so happy he has a friend they're like yay you made a friend and you guys have fun. I I will tell you though, since we're talking about my boy Asaba, had the most cursed realization who his voice actor was today. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's the voice of Gara from Naruto. Oh yeah, and I was just like, why does he sound vaguely familiar? <laughs> and then I I did my little research, and I was like, Gara. He's he's done. He's also he's on it's Critical great. Role now, so he doesn't do very much anime anymore. Um, because critical role is a full time job, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah. But let's see. He he was in um, the Tiger and Bunny dub. Who was he? Uh, he was um, the the villain character. Um um, uh, what lunatic? Yeah, lunatic. He was lunatic. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he's he's been in a lot of stuff, and he's fantastic he's lloyd in code geass love him as lloyd love him as lloyd because he's having such a good time there not his usual voice either (laughs) um so yeah no liam o'brien is great and i miss him doing anime dubs and if you're listening to this liam o'brien come back to anime we miss you i was gonna say his 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 last stuff was in 2019 well i guess boruto Naruto's son is still getting an ongoing anime. Yeah, that's so like, like reprising. I guess. I guess he does some stuff every so often. None of it's stuff that I watch, so it doesn't count. 
But anyway, so I did watch the the sub this time. Uh, And I have to admit, Arima's Japanese voice actor is way better. I'll give Arima some credit, and we should we should yeah, um, not spend too much time on the voice actors. But he 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 is settling into his role more this stretch. He didn't he he wasn't as wooden, and part of that is also that the character is livening up, and so I think the actor has a little Mm -hmm. bit more to work with. Um, But he he this this stretch he was not like noticeably stiff he was fine yeah. mm-hmm. he was um, like a branch in the wind like going with the flow and i was like okay I'm yeah for it Arima. um and while i missed lisa ortiz as uh tsubasa i did enjoy mayumi shintani love mayumi shintani always a treat when she shows up um, yes I, con- I also feel that way about lisa ortiz so we both we yeah. both had a good time with with Tsubasa, my beautiful trash gremlin. Yes. Um, so let us talk about the actual content of the show. Yes. Uh, so the first big development is that uh, Arima and Yukino have some sloppy makeouts. I, my prediction from last week came true. Yay! It wasn't, it wasn't a very bold prediction, but it came true. So I win. <laughs> I, I did was, like I was happy for them. I was like, you know what? Viva la high school life. Enjoy mm-hmm. it, kids. Although I really liked it, the way Go ahead, Caitlin. Uh it was it struck me a little bit how he was just like, Oh, you want to see how much I love you? I'm afraid that I'm not going to be able to control myself. And then they kiss. Like two months into their relationship. Like y- y'all. Y'all, it's normal to kiss in a relationship. This is just typical relationship development. It was very funny how Yukino was just like, oh my god, are we gonna fuck? <laughs> she, <laughs> immediately, she immediately jumped to that, and I was like, sis. Well, she <laughs> hadn't even really like done any of the stuff in between a kiss on the cheek. It was and so that. funny. She immediately jumped from like point A to point like Z. It was like, wait, is it going down? And I was like, oh my god. Well, and I something that and Kari Kano does this a couple times this stretch, and we talked about this a little bit last week. Um, it sort of acknowledges that like the I think it does a nice job of acknowledging the concerns that a lot of girls have going into relationships with guys who they've like just sort of met and have, you know, sort of been taught to be wary of boys because there's only one thing on their minds. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do like the way the show touches on that without having the guys be creeps. Like, Mm because Yukino goes over and she's like, oh, God, we're going to be alone by ourselves. I've, you know, like, I, I've heard about this happening, like, this is a ploy, should I be worried kind of thing. And then she gets there and Arima's like, yeah, we're going to hang out. And they just read for a bit. Um, and then and then she kind of is the one who instigates because she's like, yeah, I feel like you don't really talk to me about your feelings or you don't really show any affection. And I don't know what that's about. And I liked that, like, it's very, it's very messily handled. They're, like, they mm-hmm. communicate in ways that are kind of messy, like, again, they're teenagers, um, but they still do talk. And so I appreciate that she said something and then he was like, oh, okay, you do want me to, okay, then let's, Mm -hmm. let's do the smooch. And then they did. And it was a nice consensual smooch. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, yeah, I I appreciate the way, because Katakana does that a little bit later too, when um, Tsubasa is thinking about if she and Kazuma start living together and she's like, oh, I've seen on TV these stories of these these step siblings who like assault people. I'm like, that is horrifying actually, Tsubasa. Um, And then, uh, you know, Kazuma, as of this point, seems like a nice guy uh, who's not going to be a uh, sexual predator, which is terrific. Um, and I, so Yay. I like that Karai Kano Yay. touches on that without leaning into something that, you know, we've talked about on this mm-hmm. podcast before, um, that some shoujo can do where it does sort of feel like all men are animals. And I, I hate that shit. I think it's damaging for everyone. And I hate mm-hmm. that. I hate that. I, I hate that girls have to be taught to be wary because there are uh, terrible people out there, but like, the majority of guys are not, and um, so I appreciate right. Karakano acknowledging that while also being like, <laughs> mm-hmm. they're just teenage boys. Like it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I I loved their positioning while they were having that chat too, where she was like leaning against him, and they were 
like holding hands in like a slightly awkward way but it was like it was just very nice and natural mm-hmm. um and it was yeah a very lovely little moment of communication where she was clearly feeling kind of awkward trying to make small talk and he's such a quiet guy that he was just he's fine just sit, existing in the same space and reading and they talked and she sort of addressed that sense of imbalance and even if he got a little creepy for a second it was just a really really nice little intimate moment and i I have to say one of the things i actually really like about them is that they do talk Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's real good because like i feel like a lot of high school relationships and anime like the characters just never talk and a lot of stuff can be solved if you just talk like what yeah we i think it was fushigi yugi there were multiple moments where we were just screaming at each other <laughs> one conversation one conversation yeah, yeah. Like we could have solved six episodes worth of drama uh like, tamahoma you didn't like it when miyaka didn't talk to you about this and now you're not talking to her about it and listen communication is hard when you're teenagers and i think there is a realistic messiness in some sometimes they go overboard just for the sake of drama yeah. um sometimes there's a, re- a realistic messiness in the lack of communication like i I liked how long it took Yukino to tell Arima she liked him back. Um, that felt like realistic lack of communication. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, she got to it, and it was like within it was within an episode. It wasn't like they dragged it out forever. Uh, sometimes the pacing in this show is buck wild, but uh, overall, I think they've done a nice job of handling the conflicts mm-hmm. at a reasonable mm-hmm. pace. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then after that lovely little episode, we get. The bullying plotline and the Tsubasa plotline at the same time. Oh, actually, can we just backtrack slightly to oh, talk yeah. about the half an episode we get of Arima talking about how depressed he was and how you could really, <laughs> really Christ. feel Ano pulling from his, yeah. his, his own personal struggles. Um, it hit, I thought that that stretch hit really well and gave me a much yeah. better idea of who mm-hmm. Arima is. Um, like... And, like, how much he was changed because, like, he was like, I want to reach out to this person and I want to get to know her. And I was like, ah, my sweet baby child. (laughs) Like, oh, Yeah, that's sort of, that's the thing about Kari that I think is really interesting as a choice for a follow-up to Evangelion is because while it is a very, very different series and Anno said that he wanted to do something very different, he didn't want to stagnate creatively. There are some really some very real common threads. Um, the the sense of isolation and depression that Arima feels has a lot of parallels to Shinji, which is also, as we know, something that Ano has experienced very deeply in his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, is, the- is Shinji a depressed boy? Oh my God! Yes, <laughs> you, I oh, don't. I, I haven't seen it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No, not this at all. I don't know how. I didn't know how much you had just sort of absor- absorbed about Evangelion by living no, in the anime sphere. I, uh, no, I Shinji know. is Shinji's basically entire story arc is about uh, depression and parental neglect. So yes, oh, they're no. so yeah. oh, Shinji. I'll, here's what I know about Evangelion: getting the robot. I know that someone is bisexual, or maybe they're all bisexual. I don't know. Um, and I know people really get heated over Oscar and Ray. That's really all Mercedes knows. Okay, okay. so now you so, also know that Shinji has Shinji, the depression. Shinji now you know. Now you know that, that the show Got is a it. grand metaphor for depression. Yes, okay. um, Shinji needs a therapist and maybe a social worker to help him out from his probably not great dad. Yeah, and some hugs. Got it. Yeah, um, all of the Got above. It. <laughs> I did want to ask, I kind of wanted to ask you guys about this because I wasn't sure and I was curious what your feel for mm-hmm. it was. Um, well, first of all, I just as a quick note, I do love that Arima, we find out that like the reason he sort of fell for Yukino was because she's like very independent and proactive and driven. And I think that's cool uh, mm-hmm. that he was like, that's mm-hmm. hot. I'm into that. I'm like, Arima, I like you. Um, <laughs> and that's also something that you. didn't change when he got to know her and her real self. She is still... That those qualities are kind of inherent to her. They're not just part of her persona. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, but I wanted to ask you guys if you thought how you thought that towed the line of like love fixing depression versus um, him just finally making a human connection and being able to move from there. Like, how did you right. think it handled that? Because I thought I was like, there could be some issues with this, with the way the story works out but i wanted to get your Mm -hmm. opinions on that um so i think that depression is one of those things where 
depending on the the kind you have, it might or might not be affected by external factors. Mm -hmm. And I think that isolation, um, that sense of isolation and loneliness that Arima was feeling is not just a symptom of his depression, but also um, an exacerbating factor. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, because I don't have like clinical depression, but I do get situational depression. Um, there are times when there's just too much and I just start feeling really depressed and it's not something that's fixed with medication. It is something that's fixed with things getting better. Mm-hmm. And so, um, even if his depression is whether or not it's clinical or, uh, environmental situational, um, having someone, having an emotional connection to another person, I think can help depending on the person. Um, isolation definitely makes depression worse. Um, so I don't think it, and also just knowing what I know in going forward in the series, boy's not fixed. Okay. Boy's that still is, a mess. All right. I, yeah, I actually appreciate knowing that it's not like he's just magically okay now. No, um, not at all. Okay, so we'll, we'll continue, to, we'll continue not... to touch on Arima's mental health as we go forward. Yes, Arima okay. is not and has never been okay. Oh, and dear. I, <laughs> I, I, I agree with that because I think, like, I think so often, especially as Americans, we're taught the narrative of, like, if you don't love yourself, how can you love other people? And I'm not seeing, I've never seen RuPaul's Drag Race, but I know, like, that's <laughs> something that I think is quoted a lot from it. That, mm-hmm. yeah, every episode. And I, Oh, oh God, every episode, Jesus Christ. Um, and I really want to push back against that because I think sometimes you do need someone to lean on or to care about in order to learn ways to care about yourself. Like, yes, that can obviously tip towards not being healthy, but I think that there is a benefit to it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm wholly on the side of like, I think he kind of made a human connection and he mm-hmm. was like, Now I want to foster it because like they don't really change that dynamic, even in a relationship like his, in fact, his care grows more and inspires him to care about himself too. So yeah, Mm -hmm. it's all good. Yeah. Fruits Basket actually does a really good job with that sort of. um... That I was thinking about that as Mercedes was talking. There's, there's, there's a couple really nice scenes in there where they're like, but sometimes you need somebody else to also tell you that you're okay and cared for so that you can realize that you are worthy of that. Um, Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm, I'm, I'm basically on the same page with you guys. I just, I just really wanted to get other opinions on that. So cool. And I'm glad you are, you're both so smart. Uh, (laughs) So it was good to hear your thoughts on that. And, uh, and yes, Caitlin, I do kind of like knowing that like Arima is going to continue to work with this going forward um, Mm -hmm. because that, the sense that like he is, cause you know, he says like, you know, we both decided we wanted to change. And so we're both trying to change. And so he's making friends and things like that. Um, it felt like a process. So I like to know that it is going to continue to be a process. So great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now we can move forward. And now we can move <laughs> on to the bullying plotline and the Tsuvasa plotline, which intersect, which are separate, but intersect quite beautifully at the same time, because there's this sense that's like, Yukino is going through just too much. There are these two huge things and she could handle maybe one of them, but then the two of them, it's just, it's just too much. And she snaps. This is both the most nineties and the most modern bullying plot I've ever witnessed Mm -hmm. because like it does still function like this. You do one wrong thing and the entire homeroom freezes you out. And, like, poor Yukino. Yukino is, like, finally comfortable with herself. It's like, you know what? I'm just gonna be me. And Maho comes along and is like, you know what? I don't like that you're just you. I'm gonna ruin (laughs) your day. What you think about that? (laughs) It's it's a good little two arc (laughs) up. Like, it's a good, it's good little two arc episodes. I like it a lot. I I really appreciate, A, that Karakano didn't, because one thing I'm in, I'm enjoying about Karakano because I've seen a fair I've seen and read a fair bit of uh, school rom com anime mm-hmm. manga in my day. Mm-hmm. I like that it's hitting a lot of familiar beats, but it's not it's not dragging them out into the dirt like a lot of series do. Like I was mm-hmm. like, oh, the bullying arc, yeah, the bullying arc, I know that one. Um, but a like you said, it's just a couple it's a couple episodes, and b it's really like it doesn't turn into this like 
big melodramatic like they just they they start ignoring her right and it sucks yeah um but yuki's like yuki knows kind of like well i mean i have my personality has changed they probably are mad at me for like they probably feel like i deceived them and that's fair i kind of was so i'll just uh kind of move forward and hopefully they'll eventually like forgive me and so i appreciated that they didn't they didn't turn it into like a big like dramatic to do um, I always have a hard time with these plots where like everybody in a class decides to go after somebody. Cause I think I just went to too big of a school for that to happen. Yeah. Um, I know it can happen. It's but... it's very cultural too. I yeah. Would say. I, I, like... I think that's more common in Japan where they're all in one class together all day. Cause I would say you see it in Korean dramas a lot as mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. but it's like a very, like in America you switch classes so often and you're not, you don't have a set homeroom. So like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I the mean, bullying, the for lack of a better word, the bullying that happens is much more intimate in America, where it's like focused on a very specific group of people who yeah. it's usually target like one, you versus yeah, it's a usually like class. a few people giving somebody shit versus yeah. like the entire class simultaneously agreeing to um, like exclude somebody. Um, yeah. And you know what I? But I knew people who went to super small high schools who said that this kind of like clicky like entire groups against you know a few people mm-hmm. like kind of did happen. So I think it also yeah, yeah depends yeah. on the size of the the school and everything. But um, I was glad. I thought they handled the arc well. I thought it basically made sense in context because Yukino has like her personality has done a big shift, and I could see the class being like, "What the hell." Um, so I appreciated the way they did it and that they didn't drag it out. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it also wasn't like over the top yeah like, exactly they just gave her the cold shoulder and you know like Yukino yeah. does kind of have to reckon with well you know like there was this wall between me and the students mm-hmm. that no longer exists because I'm not doing that anymore and like I think of the scene when she walks to the home ec room and like no one's there, and so she goes to a couple other classrooms and finally finds the other girls. And like you walk, she walks in, and all of the sound just drops out. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's a very effective bullying arc because like that's kind of just how it is. Is like sometimes a group of people will just decide not to talk about you, and it's very blatant what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And like she's just like, well, this sucks. Yeah, but I'm yeah. gonna go sit in the back. And like you can, and I think it's interesting too because we get the perspective that like not all the girls are really comfortable with this. Yeah, like a lot of them mm-hmm. are like, you know, I still kind of like her, and like Maho's just like, no, yeah, no it's, liking. It only is bullying. very much going with the group, and that is because yeah, like we discussed, bullying takes a different form often in Japan than um, than what we grew up with in the U.S. Um, and so to talk to Miyazawa also when the whole class has decided that they're ignoring her. It's you ostracized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. will be ostracized as well. I, right, yeah. I will say as a former teacher in Japan, what struck me the most was I was like, wow, bullying in this anime is a lot less brutal than today. Oof. And that was, that was not like a good conclusion to come to. I was just like, Oh God. That's not great. Um, it's relatively uh, mild bullying because, like, Caitlin's or maybe Mercedes, you were the one who said it. Like, the girls still do like her. They just feel yeah, like, yeah. like, oh, but you know what? She has been acting kind of weird. Maybe, maybe we should mm-hmm. show her, show her what's up, kind of thing. Um, it's yeah, it's it's an interesting arc, and I really like that Yukino. I like that she, the teacher wants to step in and Arya, they both want to step in. She's like, no, that is going to make things worse. Please just let me handle this. I promise you Mm -hmm. I'm not like, and like we've said, like it sucks to have the entire class give you the silent treatment, but it's not like she's being like, it's not like there's, it's not like there's property damage. It's not like she's being physically physical aspect. Yeah. It's not boys over flowers. Yeah. Uh, She's like, guys, I can take care of this. I, you're not going to help. You are not going to help me, so let me do this. I, and I do like that she eventually kind of gets help from some of the other girls, but like very in a sideways fashion because she just makes friends with Subasa's terrific group of trash people. I love them. Um, oh my gosh, yeah. I I do I do love the, I love short queen Subasa, mm-hmm. best character uh, in the show. Yeah, totally. hot mess. What a gremlin! What a gremlin! I, uh, I my my first notes for her were she sucks is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I told I told Caitlin, I was like, she's a trash gremlin. May she reign for a thousand years. I mean, for <laughs> real. This is the kind of character that I love in anime. Characters who are just fully themselves and are also garbage. It's great. It's well, like it's like a little it's like an olive garden when they crank out the, the, the Parmesan and like they're like when and I'm like never. Don't ever end it. <laughs> I need never. a mountain. <laughs> No, Tsubasa's, she is, well, and she's, until she steals the photo and rips it up, which is, which is absolutely a shitty thing to do, and she crossed a line, and Yukino is, I, I love that when characters do cross a line, Yukino finally goes, nope, I'm done, um, you know, she goes off on Maho, and she goes off on Tsubasa the stretch, mm-hmm. and I, I continue to really like Yukino, um, yeah. but otherwise, yeah. like, most of the stuff she does is very ineffective, and she has kind of this attitude of, like, nobody gets to bully Yukino except me, um, and she's, yeah, she's she's very fun. Yeah, um, I do love a good it's, a good trash character. It's great how also Maho just it's very realistic how Maho was just like I gotta twist the knife. She's handling this too well, so I have to twist the knife, and in the process, completely exposed herself as the ringleader and mm-hmm. just ru- and just completely ruined her own plan. Yeah, and it was all just because she was pissed off that Yukino was a higher achiever than her. Yeah, well, I mean, she felt like her position was supplanted, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it was very much a parallel of the way Yukino felt about Arima when they first mm-hmm. met. Um, and that sense of, like, I was a big fish in a small pond, and now I'm not the biggest fish. And uh, I the, the speed with which they became friends was, I said sometimes the pacing in the show is wild, and that's what I meant. Like, there's the face turns on Tsubasa and Maho, this stretch is like, and then five, yeah. we hate each other, five minutes later, we're hanging out, we're going to the pool, I, it'll be great. I actually, see, I actually kind of found it a little bit believable, because I think in high school, like, things that are really big just blow over really quickly. I buy it, I bought it with Tsubasa, especially because she had the the long going friendship with Arima. So Yukino and Yukino felt kind of bad for her. And then, and then Yukino makes friends with her friends, like Im- pretty much immediately. They're like, no, we think you're cool. Yeah. We have no problem with you. Tsubasa's being ridiculous. Um, and so like Tsubasa and Yukino becoming friends to me, like made sense with the kind mm-hmm. of squabbly nonsense they were doing. Right. Maho yeah. rounded up the entire class <laughs> against her. And yeah. then they're just like buddies. And I get like, I feel like they could have they could have taken a little more time there for Yukino to for Maho to maybe make amends and empathize because I do think the two characters mm-hmm. like I see how they could be friends because of the fact that like I said like I think they both mm-hmm. entered this very competitive and like I'm the best who does this other person think they are you know getting better scores than me um so I could totally see them becoming friends, but the speed mm-hmm. it happened, I was like, oh, okay, I guess you're just going to hang out with the person who made your life hell for a month there. That, yeah. See, sure. I, yeah. I don't, I don't think Maho's like reckoning has come yet. Like I think that, and I know that's skipping ahead. I mm-hmm. do think Maho is maybe going to have to go through it a little bit more to like actually circle back to like, hey, you did this really horrible mean mm-hmm. thing. And like, whereas you're, the person you were bullying is like chill with you now because like they they're kind of a mirror of you and they get why you probably did it. You mm-hmm. still got to make up for it. Mm-hmm. So, like. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's pretty in character for, I do think it, she definitely forgave Maho way too fast. I think it's kind of, it is kind of in character for her because she didn't look at Maho and go, what the hell is wrong with you? She she looked at Maho and said, Oh, you are a lot like me. Mm-hmm. Um, she did say she, like aren't you you call me fake but aren't you doing the same thing yeah yes yeah. so so she was able to make that connection and i think you know is a very forgiving person and she connects very easily to people when she feels that sort of similarity um and she, she is, does want to make friends yeah no she also really really needed friends and with Tsubasa, like you said it made sense there was Tsubasa was not going to win this war. Everyone was was in support of Yukino. No one was going to side with her in being shady to Yukino. There was there was no point in continuing to fight. So just, she just kind of accepted it. Mm-hmm. And also, since Yukino is is new, Yukino is 
not going, doesn't know Tsubasa's shit. And so she's easy to sort of be like, all right, I'm going to make you, you know, take me in for a week because none of my other friends are going to put up with that. Because oh, they know all my tricks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I also, to segue a little bit, I think it was a really clever move of the show, of, well, the story, to have Arima leave for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it gave, Because it gave a chance for Yukino to spend time with friends and for her world to continue expanding without him. Oh, yeah, I love um, that story beat. I love that yeah. it was like, yeah, we're not going to be able to spend every single day together this summer because I'm going to be busy, but mm-hmm. we'll be fine and you can hang out with other people. And yeah, it was a really good way to move Yukino's because mm-hmm. that's been a background element, right? With both of them, like we want to change. We want to have real relationships. Um, and so, it yeah, it gave the story an opening to not just expand the cast, but also like allow Yukino to grow in ways that don't just relate to her boyfriend. And that's terrific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I feel like agree. so much, so many romances shoujo and otherwise. Um, but I do think it is particularly pronounced in shoujo. The world is so small. The world is just the main character and her boyfriend. And I want to see, and the story is about Yukino's world growing and expanding and so if you're just going to have arima there it can't do that if it's just about her relationship with arima her world is going to stay small it'll just have one more person in it yeah and so having these other friends gives her another chance to to get to know other people and also to get to know herself yeah, I really um, liked when she when she has that conversation. We kind of get to know all of Tsubasa's buddies, and uh, you can know kind of has this revelation of like, wow, you guys all have like passions and talents and things you're really into. That's not just getting good grades in school. I don't have that. I want that, and I thought that was a really nice character beat for her. Like, not not just in terms of you know, it's great that she's making friends and expanding her horizons. Mm-hmm. Like, all of that is terrific, but it also gives her like an individual character boost i guess like a direction that maybe they can take her as far as like her figuring out what she wants to do other Mm -hmm. than just be praised and uh have the best grades in school and everything so yeah agreed Mm -hmm. just you can know she's such a good kid (laughs) just really like this character just really Mm -hmm. love her um what do you think of her friends they're great (laughs) like they're great they feel like the one thing I have to give Kari Kano um, is that, like, it feels very authentic to how it feels to actually be in high school um, in a way that I don't think I was expecting. I don't, I don't, like, mind you, I don't think I had, like, expectations because I really didn't know a lot about the show. But it feels like her friend group just, they all feel like a group of just very regular girls. Um mm-hmm. I loved when they went to karaoke. That was very good. That was very good. That's when I was like, oh yeah, this is just a group of like really great girls to be friends with. And like, would also love to be friends with them if I were still a high schooler. It's very good. Yeah. 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 Seems like like a lot of fun to chill out with. Yeah. Uh, I have a question. Is Subaki Mm -hmm. gay? Because she talks about how much she likes cute girls. And I was just curious if anybody else read into that. Uh, I I had... Oh no, no, that doesn't. I mean, does she I fall mean, in love with a baby too? Because <laughs> <laughs> you said that. Oh no, and immediately I had one fear. Uh, one fear. No, no. Um, I'm, I'm sure she's you. not, but the, I'm sure she'll end up getting a crush on some dude, and it'll be drama. But um, no. I, I, hate, I, hate I caught, I caught that early, and I was like, huh, that's interesting. That could be that. Maybe that's a background element. Who knows? Um, She's as she is about as gay as Asaba is. Okay. Okay. So, so that means not at all. So <sighs> that means extremely. Um. <laughs> I like it. It it did. I for a moment I was like, wait a minute, and then I was like, you know what? No, this is the '90s. I don't know if that like would have happened. I don't know if she would actually. Well, you know what? There was Sailor Moon though. Are, are it wasn't that gay? uncommon. It wasn't that uncommon for shoujo to have at least subtextual 
um, okay, queer okay. characters and elements, uh, at least through the mid aughts. Um, so I thought it was a possibility, but uh, I I figured it I figured it was a it was a long shot. So I just figured I'd I'd ask right off the bat. Dang it, it's okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I I liked Subasa's friends. I I appreciated that when we get, when you get we get again that scene of them sort of explaining to Yukino like how they all know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I forget the two of them. It's the one who's a novelist. Rika and Aya. Yeah. Um, and their friendship kind of sucked <laughs> when they were younger. Because <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, this actually sounds sort of exploitative and mean. Um, but I liked how as they explained it, you sort of get the feeling for like how they kind of balance each other out. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, so you you sort of, as you grew up, you realized that maybe you were taking advantage of her and your relationship is evened out. So <laughs> I, I, I liked that they didn't just leave it at that. So that was good. Yeah. Aya is, she's one of, definitely one of the more interesting characters. I did love the moment where she lights up a cigarette and Yukino is just like, what? Smoking is bad. Like screams it on repeat. Yeah. That scene, that scene felt very like of the time. She like very teen. She was like, she was like, cigarettes are bad and then it does like a triple take which is my favorite kind of anime cut it's a good old triple take reaction Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's very it was just very good it's very good i appreciated it a lot (laughs) yeah i hope i i had thought they were all gonna be just sort of like background characters so i appreciate that we actually got backstories and personalities Mm -hmm. for all of them and it feels like we might continue to get more story with them um and they're not just gonna be Tsubasa's friends so i like that and I mean, like, it's just it's just great to see. One of the things I really like is that it's great to see a group of girls be friends without being catty. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah. yeah, I feel like right now in like 2020s anime, there's still the problem of like either a group of friends must want to have sex with like the world's most boring Japanese man, or like they must and they have to hate each other in that. Like you very rarely see just a group of girls who are a a group of girls without it being telegraphed through a male character and be a group of girls that just like likes being around each other. Yeah. We don't get enough shoujo adaptations in anime is what I'm, is what you're saying. Exactly. I was trying to dance around it, but that's exactly what I'm saying. Because right? one of, one of my favorite things about a lot of uh, shoujo, especially the sort of like high school rom-com style shoujo, the good ones um, is one of my favorite elements is usually the female friendships. Like I'll be like, yeah, the romance was fine, but the female friendships, you guys, <laughs> right. uh, this, this is starting to remind me of Kimi ni Tadoke uh, in, in, in a way um, in terms of like, I am more into like the main relationship is good and nice and sweet and I ship it. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm more into like the building the friendships and yeah. And, and the, you know, the camaraderie that's mm-hmm. developing between the, the girls has been really great. Yeah. And, you know, Fruits, I think Fruits Basket does that really well as well. Wholeheartedly um, agree. Yeah. So I. Because yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think of like a modern anime that has female friendship. And I guess Comey Can't Communicate is the one that comes to mind, like from fall 2021. But like, yeah, also it's not a shoujo, it's a shonen. We just don't so get like, a lot of shoujo adaptations. Which yeah, is a there's damn just not shame. a lot of shoujo anime these days. It's anime really industry, wake bad. up! And then That's the ones we, we do get, like, are usually like the really like yucky ones. I was gonna say you can say the bad ones. We get the bad ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but this is a good one. Mm-hmm. This is a good one. I'll, I'll, I'll say that it's a very good one. Um. So, and then the final major plot thread that we get. For this, uh, for this stretch of episodes is Tsubasa and her family. You can definitely see how Tsubasa ended up how she is. It's just spoiled rotten. The doting father who feels bad about, uh, who feels bad about uh, never being present. So he just lets her get away with everything and treats her like a princess when he can be around. I do love that the reason she was in the hospital was a skateboarding accident. Yeah, I was worried yeah. that she was, like, secretly dying or something, so I love that it was just something absolutely ridiculous. Like, nope, she's just, just was just a klutz, and a pile of rocks fell on her, and yeah. then she went to the hospital. <laughs> she was trapped for, like, a day. Yeah. God, too <laughs> She's such a disaster. Day. She's such a it disaster. Was... I love it. Like, 
day. Oh my god. It was that that I I will admit that was some funny character building for <laughs> It was great. Chapter yeah. It's great. Love her. Yeah, the family arc I, I have I'm I'm very up and down on it. Um like I one, first of all, I get why Subasa's maybe freaking out a little bit because apparently her dad's been dating this lady for like three months and they're all <laughs> talking about getting married and I'm like, that seems fast. Uh, I don't blame Tsubasa for being like, who the hell is this lady who's suddenly going to be living with us? Uh, I'm not cool with this. Like, take your time, right. dad. Um, but at the same time, like, she's clearly sort of conflating her feel like she's got some possessive feelings about her dad, but she also recently felt snubbed by Arima picking somebody mm-hmm. else over her and she's been lonely. And so the conflation of feelings there is, is very messy. Uh, and as somebody who has parents who remarried, sometimes those storylines, I'm like, I don't, this feels weird. Why are you so possessive of your parent? Uh, but I tried to see it from her perspective and yeah. go ahead. I'll, I'll say it was it was kind of also hit and miss for me, right? Like, mm-hmm. I my my parents never remarried after their divorce, but like I was just like I don't, I always kind of never really can connect to these kind of arcs mm-hmm. in anime because I'm just, I think part of it is like the natural process of aging. Like at almost thirty, I just don't I don't know. Like it's hard to connect to how a teenager could potentially feel about that. But also I was kind of like, Subasa, sweetie, your dad's not going anywhere. Like, yeah, it's weird that he's been dating this woman for three months and like is like, I'm gonna move her in soon. Um that that's a little that's a lot, Subasa. But like also, mm-hmm. oh sweet baby angel, short queen. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> um and it's it's just kind of like yeah, I I feel kind of neutral about it. Um, mm-hmm. Did think it was funny she got mistaken for being an uh, elementary school student. Oh God, uh, she's so tiny. <laughs> she is tiny. That was yeah. a very good example of not animating something and making it funnier because there's just yeah. an explosion and then it's like a police stand by screen while there's a bunch of screaming going <laughs> yeah. on. I was like, that was, and I that was another moment where I just like lost it like was just cackling yeah. um, and i was like this is this is funnier than if you had shown this on screen this is that it's was very very, very terrific mm-hmm. yeah uh yeah i wish i think what i wish they had done with that subasa arc is you get a sense that it's more about her just being afraid of change and and again mm-hmm. also kind of that sense of like well i feel like i just got rejected by some i feel like i just got replaced by somebody and now i feel like i'm getting replaced by somebody else um but again yeah. daughters don't have that relationship with their dads it's it's a little weird um it's a little weird it, yeah i so i wish yeah. they had i wish they had leaned more into like the her just her being afraid of change and like mm-hmm. it, that sense it of like the feel- whole family changing and you know what's my position in the family going to be um because i think that is what's at the core of it but oh, i was gonna say it does feel like this weird relic of the 90s of like a daughter having this very intense connection to her father in that way and like yeah obviously daughters care about their fathers but like i don't know if it's like to that level in anime and it's still used a lot and never know how to feel i mean i think also part of it and so my parents are still married so i don't have any experience with parents getting divorced personally um i can't imagine reacting that way to my dad looking at getting remarried that seems a little weird but i think part of it is also that um I don't, I can't remember her name. The, the dad's girlfriend, she is putting up a front around Tsubasa. She is trying to act like the perfect mom. She is trying to act like a, a, a respectable lady and Tsubasa can tell that. And it makes her, her like animal instincts uncomfortable, even if she doesn't know exactly why. Yeah, I I don't think we got that as much in her internal monologue as we got mm-hmm. the it's just been me and my dad and why can't it just be mm-hmm. me and my dad and I do all the I do all the domestic work anyway yeah. so why should he need a wife and I'm like mm. um because I agree with you. I think if it had been like I don't trust her specifically, it's not just like you getting married. It's this is happening mm-hmm. very quickly and she doesn't seem on the level like I think that's a very different story to tell and I do like that like she Mm -hmm. one of the reasons she warms up to her is like when she sees her and her and her kid you know being more natural and squabbly with each Mm -hmm. other 
that that was kind of when Subasa went, oh, actually, I think I think I do mm-hmm. like this lady. But that that to me that was not the arc that was being built primarily. It was. I mean, was there was there the, more she this did, sort of possessive conflation of of boyfriend with father, which I yeah was right. Odd. She did talk about it a little bit about how she did is just after her her father's money. Yeah, I'm not saying um, it wasn't there at all, but like the long monologues were not about that. Mm-hmm. And and there was also that was also while she was lying in bed listening to Yukino's family play Uno in a awesome sequence. Yes. <laughs> I have to ask you, were, were they playing Uno in the Japanese version too? That wasn't like a weird yes. right stuff. Okay. No, so was, Oh no, Uno's very popular. In I Japan. was gonna say it bust out a pack of Uno in like high school english club and the kids it's on it's on like donkey kong like because that that sent me right back to middle school right back to middle school that scene sent me (laughs) it is just as much of a friendship ruiner there as it is here (laughs) okay excellent (laughs) that scene was so perfect also how did you did Hey, how did Gynax get the copyright laws for Uno, Hagen Dazs, and Totoro in the same stretch of episodes? Hey, Caitlin, is that why they run out of money for their budget? Is that why? <laughs> oh my god, it's like that meme where like it's like all your expenses, and then I just see like Totoro, thirty six million dollars. <laughs> Totoro for three seconds. Uh, budget animation five dollars. Somebody help me budget this. My animators are dying. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my god so yeah. take a drink of my tang <laughs> i i didn't encounter any information about that um during when i was researching okay because see that's the tea i need spilled is how did they get totoro in and what did it cost them <laughs> um, oh my god um but yeah but kazuma's a sweet boy too love love kazuma and his overly affectionate bandmates uh i found his bandmates creepy with the kissing Tsubasa's. Su- i mean here's the thing they're not they don't appear to be in high school um so even if they assume even if they don't think she's like super young like he did um mm-hmm. they're still grown-ass adults creeping on a high school freshman yeah so that's fair. knock it off um Good yeah i did not care for his yeah. i did not care for his bandmates yeah. uh but i like him I like that he, you know, is he's very he's like the opposite of Tsubasa in terms of like very chill about his mom dating and more like, yeah, I mean, it's it's her life. And, you know, I can get why she'd want to remarry. So it's fine. Um, and he's excited about having a sibling because um, he also like I like that moment where they have that sort of connection as latchkey kids who come home and their parents are working late. And so they kind of have to take care of themselves a little bit. Um, I am really 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 worried that they're going to develop a romantic relationship but oh, no. oh. god now i had one fear when we started now i've got like a dozen mm. fears so many more fears well oh, no one, i don't like Caitlin does, going, mm, i don't like that sound i don't anime no, no. does love romantic oh. relationships between step siblings no, for really really reason. does yeah and I then her dad said the forbidden why. words at the tail end I, of the last episode and i was like god you brought it into <laughs> life you spoke <laughs> it into existence you monster and i i think the reason why this happens so much is i think like people without siblings have this weird fantasy that it's like it's not blood related but i'm like that doesn't make it less weird it, it's, and i don't I mean, even have siblings is, and i know that yeah i mean part of it is playing in the space of like the forbidden romance right and then <sighs> i think another part of it is i don't know that much about i know a little bit about divorce and remarriage in japan i don't know how common it is for people to get remarried this quickly and for you to like have basically not known your step siblings by by the time my mom remarried we had been spending time with with the step sibs for years like i like there was never a moment where it was like and suddenly there's somebody exactly my age in the house who i don't know at all mm. and we're both adolescents um like i i could see that being weird um if if you were like oh shit this person who i've never met before who is not my family is cute that's weird like i could i could see that tension in certain circumstances again a hundred thousand percent not what happened on my end i've never met any step siblings who had that kind of tension um but i clearly that is what they are playing with right like that's the realm of like and suddenly it's the um oops we're roommates right (laughs) like um vibe and so i i get why it comes up in shows i just hate it because again as somebody with step siblings no 
no. Uh, so I'm worried they're going to do that with these two and it's going to, it's going to make my skin crawl out of me and fly <laughs> away. Oh, yeah, just one fear. Just one fear. Well, you know, remember there's a lot of manga after the anime ends. Well, and yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard some that, things. So. I, don't, I don't know if you said that to, to make me feel safe. It just made me feel more scared. <laughs> I think at the end of this, Caitlin's going to give us a little bit of know-how about the manga, and I think we're going to be glad that the anime ended where it did. I, 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 I'm starting I, to yes, get the feeling. That that has been part of the plan. Um, I am going to probably end up giving you a rundown of where the manga goes, because it goes places. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, just remember that the reason that there is no season two of the Karai Kano anime is because Masami Tsuda was absolutely furious about how it focused on comedy instead of uh, romance and drama. Well, okay, that actually that explains why I had it in my head that Karai Kano was a drama. Uh, because apparently the anime went took it a different tone than the anime, than the manga. So, And even though the anime has a lot of drama and it does it well. I don't think it emphasizes comedy over it. It just has both, right? I, well, I would, yeah. I mean, I it to me, it is a it is a romantic comedy with serious bits. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it is it is at its core a romantic comedy. Um, again, okay. I, I am I am likening it more and more to Kimini Todoke uh, with every episode than I am to, um, or even like my love story, than mm-hmm. I would to like uh, a hot gimmick or. Um, I don't watch a lot of shoujo dramas, so I'm struggling to come up with other titles <laughs> from that period. That's usually, um, I usually get bored with those. Boys Over Flowers. Yeah. That's, yep. There's another, that's, that's another good, uh, yeah, that's another good comparison point. Yeah. I would liken it much more to, um, yeah, a lovely complex of Kimi Tadoke, a My Love Story, than I would to a, a hot gimmick or a Boys mm-hmm. Over Flowers. So, you know, actually, I was thinking about My Love Story um, when this is backtracking a good amount um with when it was like the big kiss moment Uh and i was thinking about because once again kissing that far into their relationship feels you know and i mean every every relationship is different everyone does their own you know their takes things at their own pace hopefully Uh um but it like making a big fuss about kissing like when they had been dating for that long um made me think about in my love story where that was there was it was a whole thing about like their first kiss and after they had been dating for months and then um takeo's friend was just like yeah we kissed the first night we got together i don't know oh yeah yeah it just it just depends on the kids right like i mean like you said like everyone's everyone's different and everybody their you know comfort level varies so for sure you know, whatever makes them happy. I'm glad they. I'm glad they got in a smooch. May they. I may am they. Too. May they smooch mm-hmm. in the future. All right. Um. Just real quick. Did you guys have any particular favorite moments? Um. Mine probably was when Yukino licked the picture and then stuck it in her bra. <laughs> um, that was a big, big sibling energy right there. That well, is once, someone who is used to keeping things away from other people. Once you lick it, it's yours. That's that is the that is the law of middle school. <laughs> you lick it, it's yours. <laughs> I was particularly fond of Yukino just having none of Subasa's BS. It's very good. Mm-hmm. And that sequence uh, was either boarded or animated by uh, Imaishi. In case of course it tell. was. God, of course it was. Yeah, of course no, I, it was. It's got it's got that madcap trigger energy. I love it. Well done, Imaishi. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I've kind of covered all my all my favorite scenes at this point. So nothing nothing else to add here at the end. I, yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to say I did too. Yeah, it's just it's just good. This is a good stretch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, any hopes and dreams predictions? I hope that Maho has to actually cope with the fact that she was not a nice person. Like, mm-hmm. like, I hope that swings back through and she actually kind of moves through that a bit more. I'd like a, a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Um, what I don't hope for is I hope, you know, I, I don't know if I have anything I don't hope for. I'm just kind of here for the show. I'm here for the ride. I don't know what's going to happen next, but I'm excited. 
Oh, you know what? I hope we don't get like recap episodes. Oh, oh that the very next did, episode is a recap episode. Are you yeah. kidding me? It's the fine though. We're gonna take look, Peter can oh. cut this part. We're gonna take a, a couple weeks off anyway, so it'll be a useful refresher course before we come back to the podcast. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Oh, Mercedes, I'm sorry. I have some very bad news about recap episodes going forward. Oh, oh no! Don't just don't tell me, Caitlin. Let me suffer silently and find out. <laughs> suffer silently. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> okay. Well. Um, which, you know, speaking of, um, one big surprise for me was how far we've gotten without having a recap episode so far. Well, they've, they've spent the first five minutes of most of the episodes recapping. Yeah. So, well, yeah. there's, there's, I have reasons for saying that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is a Kari Kano at its absolute peak. Just wonderful show. All right. I'll brace myself for what's coming forward. Uh, yeah, I... Hope was, uh, I don't know. I guess I hope that they all just continue to be good kids being friends. And I hope that Kazuma and Tsubasa don't fall in love. All right. Okay. There we go. So if you found this podcast and have not, uh, without the website, our website is animefeminist.com. If you, you can also find us on Twitter at animefeminist and at, on Tumblr at animefeminist.tumblr.com. If you enjoyed the show, you can donate to our Patreon. It is absolutely instrumental in running this website, making sure that everyone gets paid for their work. And we would love to continue paying. We would love to pay more. <laughs> um, so, and even a dollar a month helps with that. Um, and there are some cool rewards for donating to us. So thanks for listening, Annie Fam, and follow your passions. <laughs> <laughs>